one. What is up, everybody? And to all of our listeners and viewers, welcome to another episode of the Modern Day Med Spa podcast. As always, I am joined with Charmaine. She's stumbling in right now. <laughs> Come on over. Come say hi. Hello. All right. <laughs> Hold out there. As always. <laughs> and today, today is super exciting because for those of you that have been listening to us for a while now, you will know that we have our very first guest on, and I am so excited about this particular. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> I am so excited about this particular guest. We met her at a Candela event in Houston, and just by chance got to listen to her speak um, uh, about not just the devices that we were looking at and, and, and uh, looking into, but also just her her general knowledge overall. And it was it was very. It was very refreshing. Um, she's got a very kind of, for lack of a better word, spunky, outgoing personality. You know, there is no, there is no, there is no vanity. There is no, um, uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of wall. You know, like the, that we see so many times in this industry. So it was very refreshing. So she very kindly accepted our invitation to come on our show and be our first guest so dr kylie melton welcome and thank you so much for thank for coming you. on yeah of course <laughs> this is exciting. thanks for having me yeah so if you could please um kind of tell us tell us the name of your practice if you would and, and and really kind of um what you maybe not specialize in there, uh, but but really what, what you love about doing what it is that you do. And then we'll dive, dial into the why behind that. Okay. So I own the Aesthetic Clinic in Festus, Missouri. Um, and I started doing aesthetics a couple of years ago. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. So that's what I did my training in. And then I branched out into aesthetics. Um, what I love about it really, I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, but the confidence building, the relationships that I can build, um, that's the best part. I mean, that's kind of why I was a little late today because I had my last patient. We just got talking. And I was like, I, you know, we've been here for way too long. <laughs> you know, it's, it's relationship building. This is, it's the most fun I've ever had at work ever. <laughs> I, I, I love that so much. You know, it is so much about, um, the relationship building and, 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 and really the confidence boosting, right? You know, Charmaine, um, she's always talking about that. And like you say, it sounds cliche, but, and I, I find that in this industry so often we, we, we almost preface that with saying it sounds cliche, but, but it really isn't right. Uh, Charmaine, I think, you know, the, one of the things that, that I appreciate so much about her uh, is, is she's the exact same way. As am I. And, and you, you do run into that more often than not in this industry, which I think is fabulous. Um, now, you said that you're, you're, you're having more fun than ever, right? So kind of, kind of walk us through that, and listeners, if you will. So I'm, I'm a, and I don't like assuming things, but are you going from practicing specifically in one area to now practicing uh, – only over here, more fun than ever in comparison to what? So I started out family medicine. So it was primary care. So it was a little more high stress environment. You know, you're dealing with, so primary care, we deal cradle to the grave. So you're dealing with healthy people, well checks, but you're also dealing with really, really sick, um, really serious illnesses, which can take a lot out of any provider really 
kind of emotionally, but that's part of what we sign up for too. Um, it's, it kind of comes with the territory. I also started aesthetics in a different area. So I was in a different city um, working with another doctor there. And then I branched out to my own kind of small community mm-hmm. down here. And now I can really see people in my area who are really trying to look for the aesthetic that I'm going for. So I feel like we're all on the same page. Um, people in my area, I'm from a small country kind of area. They're very, they're more concerned with, they want to look good, but not look done. And I think that's something that I really appreciate being able to deliver in this space, as opposed to being in a bigger city, a bigger metropolitan area where they tend to feel like they're more, treated the same as everybody else. They're not individual. So I like building that relationship with them and treating them all as an individual face and person. Yeah. You know, I I was talking to somebody not long ago. We were talking about the, this, I don't know if it's new, but it's newer, this new look, right? This new aesthetic look. And it is, it is almost that, that done, if not overdone look where Mm -hmm. that is almost becoming the status quo, right? So it's like we're watching this this literal aesthetic shift right before our eyes of what, you know, folks used to look like versus what folks are starting to look like now. And, you know, I was kind of joking, but also semi-serious. It's almost like the difference of looking at what, you know, modern man used to look like almost in our primitive, like Cro-Magnon days versus what we look now. And the, 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 the difference is almost that significant, yeah. right? I know, you know, Charmaine, you're, you're kind of after the same thing, the, yeah. the, the very natural. Tell, tell us about kind of like your, your experience and thoughts on that. Yeah. So uh, I really am just all about looking the best that you can for your age. Right. So my kind of rule of thumb is like a certain inch per decade. Um, obviously, if somebody has more sun damage, you're going to have to use more um, and vice versa. But more so is, you know, the aging process as we about age 30, 35, our bones recede, fat pads drop. And then our not only that, but our bones rotate out. That's when we start seeing the under eye. That's when we start seeing the jowling, start hitting those DAOs. So for me, it's more of just giving a little bit more confidence rather than trying to when someone comes in and they uh will bring me a sheet and be like i want to look like this and i'm like mm, sorry you're not gonna look like that i mean i could try but that's if that's what you're really going after i refer out because i don't even want to even because they're not happy with who they are they want to be someone else you know because that's where the mental capacity comes in um so um but you know i do educate them and i tell them you know this is where I'm just going to get you the best version of you for right now. Um, and then we can build on that. And, who know, you know, it, it depends on the person and, and how, where their mind space is. Um, if I'll actually treat them or if I'll refer them out, because if I can tell them like, Hey, look, as long as you're honest with them at the beginning, I think that sets a premise for them. I mean, if they're wanting something like that, go to a plastic surgeon, go up North, you know, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so you, true. you said something I think that, that was so cool, and I want to get your take on this. Uh, can I call you Kylie, or do you prefer Dr. Yeah, Mom? sure. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I, I never know. It's like you, you earned that dad, yeah. dad title, you know, so I don't know. Just <laughs> call me princess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Night, night. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> she she was talking about you know uh, something that I think is so important, and I, I do want to get your take on it because I've seen it. You know, as 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 somebody who's in the business, but also as somebody who works with a lot of folks in the business, I see folks uh, over promising and over delivering, but. The way Charmaine brought it up, it's really about setting an expectation. You know, somebody walks in and says, I want to look like this. You know, what 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 is kind of your philosophy on that as far as that goes? Are you like, well, I'm going to give you everything I have to do that? Or is it more like pump the brakes, bro? <laughs> yeah. You know, you've, yeah. You've, we, I'm more of a pump the brake kind of person. And right. a lot of the time okay. it's funny because coming from primary care, um, I do a lot of, you know, unofficial therapy sessions in clinic, right? It's kind of something right. that I, I do a lot of. We're talking about deaths in the family. We're talking about illnesses. We're talking about that. And I've been able to take a lot of that from primary care and bring that into a, an aesthetic space oh, sure. because sometimes people will come in and they'll be, I want my cheeks, I want my lips, I want my chin, I want my temples. I saw that, you know, you did this whole full face. I want all that. I want my whole face changed. And it's like, well, w- wait, why? Let's Let's dive into the why you think that. And, you know, there's usually something, you know, well, you know, I had a bad relationship or I'm just feeling really down on myself or a multitude of things. So I spend quite a bit of time with my patients sorting through that and trying to figure out what are the reasons why you're wanting to change that specific thing about yourself. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, I think I would feel more rejuvenated if, you know, my cheeks were a little fuller like they were when I was younger or my lips had a little more volume back to them. And, you know, I didn't have those those frown lines. And those are all things that are OK, but I don't want people to come in and say, I'm have, I'm in a bad space, so I need to change my entire face and I want to do all this filler. So I think I'm, I'm a pump the brakes kind of person. Where like I want to dive into why you're feeling this way and why we're thinking that we need to change certain things and then kind of pick out what would be the best treatment plan for you based on that that. or none at all. Sometimes it's a, Hey, we're not in this space where we need to do this right now. And you know, let's, let's chat. Maybe let's, let me, let's do some skincare, you know, get a nice facial, something to just make you feel better. Yeah. And then, and then we'll talk a little bit later. That's, I think that's fantastic. I think so much of what we do in both, you know, the clinical approach with the, within the actual practice of the med spa, and then also in the business side of things, you know, which we're going to kind of transfer over. I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about the business side, because so many of our listeners are med spa owners, and we want to talk about that, but how much psychology comes into play when we're working with our clients, both within there and then with, uh, within our business and, and team members and things like that, you know, it's really, um, so good to hear that we're we're searching for the the real problem right instead of treating symptoms you know well my boyfriend broke up for me so now i want to look like somebody completely different rather right. than well the fact that your boyfriend broke up with you wasn't the problem right so let's dig deeper on that and see what you're really thinking i think that's fantastic yeah so it's kind of just like the same thing just to relate to that is that you know when you go through a breakup most chicks either want to get long blonde hair or cut their long blonde hair to a short bob because they just want to get rid of that part um which you know just just a little bit you know let's have a trim it first and then just give you a little boop boop here and there then let's kind of see how that makes you feel in a few weeks so i mean that's kind of the approach that i i like to take um but you know, I think the thing is like for me on that end is I hype them up. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do this. We're not going to make you look yeah. fake, but we're going to get you the best that you can be. 
um, that right. I can get without making you look fake. Because And I tell them that straight up front. I'm like, I won't make you look fake. I won't make you look right. um, not like yourself or that you are done because that, that's just not the way. I mean, without being kind of rude, but like this weekend, I went to an aesthetic conference in Vegas and more often than not, I saw people that were overdone and I'm like, all right, on that note, now I just want to dissolve my face and get kind of, and like, get <laughs> restarted, you know, um, cause we hit that point where we get migration and that's kind of where I'm at, uh, myself, but I definitely was just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's a really good point. There is like, you know, and it's just been in the news recently. I don't know, uh, uh, Kylie, if you're familiar or, or for those of you listening or watching this, um, celebrity what uh anybody who's familiar with black china right oh, she yeah. she is a celebrity that just went completely bonkers kind of yeah. off the wall you know completely changed her appearance and now the big thing is 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 what she's going so, through or what she's gone through dissolving all of that you know kind of coming back to more the more natural look and everything like that oh. it, it brings me to my next question right as human beings <clears throat> we are in this constant search for a dopamine hit right like our body craves it and our body doesn't know if it's positive or negative it just our dopamine receptor just knows if it's getting that that like shot of nos like in fucking fast and furious so good but but to be able to i think find that that help help very healthy balance of still being able to give them you know, that, that shot of dopamine yeah. while simultaneously setting the expectation being like, man, you know, let's maybe inch toward it instead of, you know, completely changing right. the entire, your entire appearance. Well, on yeah. that, what I was thinking is like the psychology uh, that you were saying that, um, you know, the clients are like, I just want to change my whole look. Well, maybe this is her version or her way, uh, Black China, of reversing all that traumatic stuff because she was searching for something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? At that point, yeah. and she's probably going to therapy and realizing like, okay, well, that's undoing what I thought, you know, right. what, that I was correcting at the time. Yeah. Ooh. I, that's, that's, that's very, yeah. It's <laughs> very much a thing. Very much a thing. Um, but let's, let's, let's segue here. Let's, let's talk about the business in and of itself, right? Now, now I always like to lead off um, when I'm asking anybody, when I meet them in person, especially, you know, or uh, just really anywhere after getting to know them after, first of all, asking them if they're happy, you know, are you happy? Obviously, yeah, you love what you yeah. more than ever, so that it. makes me happy. Yeah. And the next question is really delving kind of into the why, you know, why did you get into this business? And then even above and beyond that, why did you go about wanting to start your own? You know, um, right. because there is a vast difference between working in the industry, but then going about becoming an entrepreneur and, yeah. and really opening your own deal. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit about that. So why I went into aesthetics when I was in residency, we had lost our dermatology rotation and I was like, well, how am I going to learn skin? And I knew we were in North Carolina. I knew we were coming back to the St. Louis area. So I Googled Botox St. Louis. Because I said, well, if I'm going to work at a derm, I'm going to get some Botox. <laughs> so I, I, you know, like, why not? I found a doctor who was board certified family medicine who had a very successful med spa. And she thankfully um, let me do a rotation with her. So I spent a month with her there. And it was so much fun. Just like we talked about, getting those experiences with people, seeing their changes, mm -hmm. their reactions. It was great. Oh, and at that point in residency, I had no idea that that was even something I could pursue. 
So I graduated, I went into primary care, um, and I reached out to that same doctor afterwards, and I started working with her for a couple of years. And I just, after two years of primary care, I really left almost completely and went right into aesthetics, and I just jumped right in. And I loved it, and I, I worked full time. I had you know great relationships with people, but then I started thinking, what were my next steps, and where was my growth going to go? So as much fun as I had there, you know, I loved the ladies I worked with. It was a blast. It was a great clinic. But I thought just for me personally, professionally, what were my next steps? I was also driving like two and a half hours a day to work, which I couldn't, that was not, (laughs) that was not sustainable with two little kids. So, and in my area, there are a few injectors, but they're few and far between. And they're kind of, you know, they inject on the first Monday of the month and the last Friday of the month kind of thing. There was no one around who was very consistent. And I had a lot of people driving from down here to see me up there. So I thought, you know what, why not? Let's just see what happens. And my husband laughs at me because once I have an idea in my head, I'm, <laughs> I think that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm just going for it. And I did. <laughs> and I just said, well, I'm just going to see what happens. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. I love yeah. that. You know, that, that <laughs> is this very is much an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, we, we tend to jump out of the plane and build the parachute on the way down. You know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, if, if we're, we're, if we're fortunate, it works out for us. If not, I know a lot that kind of went splat because they didn't get the parachute built just in time. Um, well, that's awesome. And, and, and now obviously the commute is less uh, uh, and you're doing something that you love. And I, that, that's so important, right? Um, yeah you don't find yourself kind of dragging your butt out of bed every day, no, loathing, going to work, you know, and in, in, in what you were doing before, like you literally said, it's cradle to the grave. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And everything in between this, you know, we might deal with, you know, 20s. some, some heartache and some this, that, and the other and everything like that. But ultimately, you know, by the time folks leave our offices, they generally feel a lot better. Oh yeah, and I yes. think that's so so cool. And I think that was a natural um, progression for you. And I'm re- glad you ran with it. That being said, you know what what do you have like? T- first of all, tell us exactly how long you've been kind of on your own, um, and then okay. tell us a bit about the vision for your company. Okay, so right now it's it's interesting because it's very small right now. It's just me. <laughs> so I. Um, opened in October 2021. And I have kind of this interesting situation here. So I am in one space inside a very huge, well-established, gorgeous spa. So it's kind of, there's a bunch of different businesses inside this space. And I'm kind of having the injection. Sorry? Is it like kind of like a solo salon? Like, you know, like- Not really, because we're all under one business. Oh, but okay. We all gotcha. Okay. So it's a little more personalized than kind of like a sweet kind of salon. Um, okay, and gotcha. in our community, it's it's really well known. Like everybody comes here for all of their facials, aesthetics, waxes, hair, nails. There's barber shop. There's everything. But we're all under one like really big kind of family establishment. And I'm the aesthetic clinic inside of it for the injections and the lasers and devices. Um, so it's worked out really, really well as far as business and community. People are always like, isn't it weird working with like that many women? Aren't you like, you know, isn't it catty? Aren't you fighting with each other? But it's, it's been fabulous. 
So I love it here and it's fantastic. But with growth, you know, my space is limited. So eventually I'd like to have another location, um, maybe branch out and have more space. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, tell us a little bit about that. I want to lean into that a little bit, like as far as, you know, the vision. I, obviously you want growth, uh, maybe another location. Um, let's go a little deeper than that. Like when when you think about, you know, the aesthetic clinic in maybe three years, you know, um, what what does it look like? Are you specializing in something? Do you have, how many clients do you have? What kind of revenue targets do you have? You know, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Especially with somebody coming from, from being, and you're in such a cool space, right? Because like you're a solopreneur right now, right? Uh, loving what you're doing. Um, there might be people that listen to this who are thinking about getting into this industry, you know, that are going to go through these steps as well. So kind of, kind of lay it out for us. I think I really, this is where part of the business plan in my head gets like a barrier because I'm that solopreneur. I'm also kind of type A. Like I, I enjoy yeah. doing things myself. <laughs> I enjoy kind of having I don't want to say control, like I'm a control freak, but I also like to do things myself. So, you know, yeah, right. today I'm redecorating this room in here and I have to put cabinets up. So my first thought was I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy cabinets and I'm going to install the cabinets in the sink. And I was like, wait, they have cabinet people who like do this. This is their job. <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I should call a professional to do this. But in my mind, I was like, well, I'm just going to go to the store and buy the cabinets and install them and do it myself because that's just kind of my personality but i know eventually yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be one of those things where i have to you know probably hire an esthetician maybe have another injector maybe have an office manager absolutely yeah uh, trust me yes <laughs> all, all of those things especially you know when you're thinking about the, the vision of you like when as entrepreneurs now now we, we we're we're a different breed altogether, right and I think, you know, when we first get into business, we do it because we want to make massive impact for other people. But we also want to make massive impact for ourselves and our families, right? Like right. we want the lifestyle that comes with being an entrepreneur, you know? I mean, if you get into business solely um, to just be tethered to it, work 16-hour days all the dadgum time and not be able to enjoy any of the the rewards that you're reaping from your service and the impact you're making, what the hell is the point? Right. Right. Um, and I, I run into that a lot uh, with, with a lot of the folks in our industry and it, it, they get in, I, I started a business to make impact, but then I also want to make money and I want to, you know, go to Fiji for a quarter, mm -hmm. not, not for a week, but for like three months. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to, I want white sandy beaches and clear blue waters. I want, um, cocktails, senoritas and margaritas yeah. <laughs> and all that good stuff. You know, I want to drive a fly whip, you know, maybe you do or you don't, but you know, I've heard it all. And yeah. yet about 98% of the, the folks that I, I talk to, you know, they, they're, they're constantly at the clinic because one, like you type a personality, alpha female, we have trouble letting go of the vine. I call it letting go of the vine, you know, Delevating and elevate, uh, uh, elevating is is just it's hard for us. 
It's really, it really hard for us, even though we know better. Like, I want more time. I want more impact. I want more growth. I want more money. But F you. Cause, cause, cause gonna it's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, because people always say, you know, I, I want to stop working nine to five. So I'm going to have my own business. Well, then you work 24 seven. That's very true because yeah, if someone's like, when, especially when you're trying to build, if a patient's like, Hey, can I get in? Of course you can get in right now. Come on whenever you want. Like, yes. I'll be here. I will, you know, we'll do it. And then before I know it, I'm here for 12, 13 hours. Yep. And it's, That's you know, it. I love it and I enjoy it. So I don't think of it as I'm here for a long day, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have kids at home. Right. <laughs> I'm happy at home. I have yep. other things that I want to do. And the reason, you know, you go into business for yourself is so you can enjoy the fruits of your labor at some point. Right. <laughs> well, absolutely. And hopefully, and hopefully the sooner, sooner than later. Um, before I get into this, this next question, I, I want to know first and foremost, I know we, we got a little bit of a late start. Are you okay on time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Solid. Are those cabinets need to be? Yeah, I was gonna say, is there some <laughs> plumbing that needs to be done? Because <laughs> I took them down myself over the weekend, and I have to do the other side. Yeah. But See, I, just... <laughs> you're, I love you, this. Yeah, you're still in the the how, not the who <laughs> stage, yeah. right? Like, I how can I, I do this? Cabinet like... come this morning, and I said, "Can you please come help me before I try to do this myself?" So they're coming tomorrow. <laughs> plan <laughs> yeah you're gonna mess around and have to use that phd giving yourself stitches when you, get <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean oh, no. <laughs> well that's so that's that's cool and I, I, well like when we go to these conferences and we talk to folks when i talk to folks you know about like the business side of things um i like to ask two questions and, and you you already answered but what's so refreshing is talking to you at this stage right. in your that's career right. Um, you know, which is, you are in such a good place because when, when on, on my side of things, the business side of things, when I work with people, I usually have to fix a lot of freaking messes with them. Right. Um, like, yeah, untie a lot of really, really bad knots that they have, (laughs) that they have tied over the years, you know, and you're in such a cool place. And for those that are listening or watching that are in the same place, kind of the solopreneur, Maybe you have your own uh, un- uh, brick and mortar business. Maybe you are working out of another business. This stage is so freaking cool and so freaking fun. If, it, if you have the mindset of, I do have somewhere I want to go, right? I do have a plan to get there. And I do have either my own willpower or somebody to help me execute that plan and hold me accountable. Because a lot of times what happens is, I, I can speak for one client I had in particular, you know, about a team of, I think she had five or six, but two locations, uh, I think six team members and by God, it just such a mess. Now for a lot of people, that sounds like the dadgum dream and it right. should be, but for this particular woman, it was a freaking nightmare, a freaking nightmare. And the sad thing about it is with you are right now, we can answer two questions. So when I talk to a, 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 a med spa owner or somebody thinking about, you know, getting into it or somebody that's been in it for a long time, doesn't matter at what point in their career, I ask them two questions. One, can your business function without you? In this case, no, because you're it. And, and two, a lot of times, more importantly, depending on what level you're at or want to get to, can your business 
grow without you? And again, no. But those two questions, if you can ask yourself that now and be like, well, do I want to get it to a point where I can say yes to both of those? That can predict your whole plan of attack going forward. Um, and, and, you know, it, with, with where you're at, is it a goal of yours? Again, and I was kind of joking um, earlier, but also um, still semi-serious about like leaving somewhere for a quarter. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. would, is that something you would ever be interested in? I know a lot of um, uh, people I talk to, it's like, well, yeah, I, mean, I, do. I don't want to leave for a quarter, but it would be freaking cool to have the option. Yeah. I mean, I think every business owner should have an exit plan. Yes. Because I don't want to be, you know, an 85 trying to come to project. I want to enjoy, you know, I want to retire at some point. I want to enjoy my kids yeah. and my grandkids and, and enjoy the time and kind of get the business to a point where it's self-sufficient, where I can, you know, I can be here and I can still do some things I need to do, but I can also have trusted people that I train in the way I want to be trained as injectors, as estheticians, as staff, to be able to take this vision further than what I could have taken it by myself. Because yes, I can inject in, you know, my space for the next however many years until I, you know, get carpal tunnel or arthritis or something <laughs> until I can't do it anymore. But then once I have to retire, you know, that's, that's it. There's no one to, I can't just leave that day and say, here's your new injector. Goodbye. Enjoy. Right. I, I would have to build something where the patients would trust not only me, but what I've built in the business's name. So they know they're coming to a place that they can, they can trust even if I'm not there. So that's right. my, like my future goal. right. Right. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great. And I love what you said about, having an exit strategy, you know, um, being a business strategist myself and a consultant as well, you know, I, I talk to our clients all the time about, look, at some point in time, you may want to sell this. Mm -hmm. And for, again, for, for 98% of the folks that I talk to, they couldn't, like, they don't have a turnkey operation. Right. Uh, they would, they would, they would essentially lose everything. I mean, they could, they could liquidate their assets but they couldn't sell the business, you know, right. and, 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 and getting your business to a point where your operations are down, you know, your, your SOPs are documented. Uh, you have core values and a vision, not just from yourself about your business, but so that all the people you would ultimately hire also share in those core values and, and want right. that vision for the company as well. Get to a point where your, your business has amazing value, probably, you know, 10 X what you could potentially make yearly. Right. You know what I mean? And somebody could buy that. And a lot of people come into business. I know when I started and I, I bought my very first brick and mortar business, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was not thinking about that at all. And it took a, a lot of years of, of practice and, and really digging in and getting it to get to where I, I got it like that, you know, for multi, my multiple businesses. Um, so I, I think you're, you're ahead of the game, um, at least even acknowledging that, you know, so there's something to well, be said there. I appreciate about your podcast so much is that, you know, 
I'm a medical provider. I went to school for medicine. I didn't go to school for business. Yeah. My, my right. business plan will show up and see what happens, right? <laughs> there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole <laughs> behind it. To be honest, that was, that was it. So now that I've started, now I have to think of all these things and I'm trying to pick on and choose from people that have already done it, who have been there, who have more expertise and just dive in to learn as much as I can about that part. Yeah, that, that's so great. You know, we, we, we joke around, well, we're, we're serious. We, we call those moments our fuck around and find out moments, you know, <laughs> that's exactly, that's what it is. Like I fucked around and I found out, you know, that's like, how oh. we got this yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually how our, our consulting business came around. Like we, we fucked around and we found out like, oh shit, yeah. you know, there's gotta be a better way of doing shit. So let's learn these skills. And then that kind of turned into, oh, how can we apply them here? And like, oh, maybe how can we take what other people are doing really well and, 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 and learn from that and then share what we've learned and then see right. if we can help people skip a few steps. Right. Now, one of the things that we do, and this is this, I love asking this question. This is one of my favorite questions. It's a fun one. Um, I know you don't have a team yet. Perfect world scenario, right? You have a team and, and this is really, we run our businesses off of what we call scorecards, right? These are ways for us to see weekly if we are in the right direction to hit our quarterly goals, right? We do everything in 90 in 90s, 90 day sequences. So we develop these scorecards based on what our 90 day goals are so we can check in on them weekly to make sure that we're hitting them. So we call it our scorecard. But when, when I'm helping somebody develop a scorecard, I ask them this question, right? And it's this, if you were on an island, right? Running your business. Again, let's go with Fiji. I don't give a damn if it's Fiji. I don't even care if it's an island. Go to your favorite, go to your favorite place in the world that has nothing to do with work, right? Um, but every week on the same day, the same dude who's been bringing your, you your Mai Tais, now this time he opens the tray and there's a piece, one piece of paper on that tray, right? On that sheet, are three to seven key metrics, if you will, that you can look at. And just by looking at those, just a quick glance, like you're looking at a dashboard, like you're looking at the speedometer on your car. Oh, I'm going too fast or oh, I'm going too slow. These, these three to seven key metrics, just by looking at those, you know your business is heading in the right direction. What, what would those metrics be for you? And I know I'm putting you on the spot. That's part of the fun. Right. No, but that's a good question. Because I'm thinking like future exit plan, if I had something where I was like, oh, I could check in from that remotely and be like, ding, ding, ding. Okay, we're on the right track. Yeah. Then that would be very useful. And because I've not ever done that, I don't know that I've thought about it. I mean, now I look at my schedule and I can say, okay, this is coming through. So I know like we're doing this, this, and this this week. I know I have enough inventory for this, this, and this. But then things change like – you know, we don't end up doing that plan or they're sick and we're not doing that treatment. That's yeah. a good question. I'm going to think about that. Yeah. Think on that. And you know what? Yeah. I, I, and I'd love to follow up with you and get you back on the show. Maybe like yeah. in a month or, or nine, maybe <laughs> yeah. in 90 days you know, and, and, and see what you do, you know, because like, it's funny. Have you ever seen like, I, I love following up with people, not just that obviously that we, work with, but folks that I've talked to in the past to see, you know, in our chat, I like to give them back what I learned from them. You know, uh, you know, I learned to take a 
even if it's one little nugget from everybody I talk to, you know, and then apply it to my own life, personal or professional, but I like to reach up and follow out, uh, follow up with that and see if anything I was able to give help them. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you talk about business, the whole scope, the whole trajectory of your business can change in 90 days. You know what I mean? And, and it's wild to me how, how quick it can happen or for a lot of people, how slow, you know, cause, cause like we said, you're like, wow, I didn't really think about that. But if I'm going to sell this at some point, it would be good to have these metrics and so on and so forth to, you know, you have to measure up against something if you have a goal, right? right? Otherwise we're just kind of running on the treadmill. We're, we're mm -hmm. making a lot of movement, but we're not really gaining any ground. Right. So I'm glad that kind of, kind of, you know, turned a light bulb on there yeah. because that's a very important one to go off of. Yeah. Because when I first started, my first few months, my goal was just like survival, right? Like, <laughs> yes. don't die, see people, <laughs> do okay. And then it was like, okay, people are coming. I'm getting a schedule. People are coming back. <laughs> okay. And then it starts to get momentum. And then before you know it, like the momentum's ahead of you. Yes. And you're and playing like, catch. Oh. <laughs> like, I should have use that time where I was a little bit slower to, to plan more, to think of metrics, to do all these business yeah. things that I didn't even know what things I was supposed to be looking. Yeah, for. absolutely. And, and you know, now what? I'm like seeing patients, seeing patients, seeing patients. Then I'm like, okay, and let me. Have... And then ordering and. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> and I, I can't, I can't help myself. Like I, I really, really want you to think of these on your own, but, and everybody's are different depending on what their goals are. Right. And I want you to think of these on your goal on, on your own, but I, I want to tell you a few that I think are just so freaking cool and helpful, okay. you know, not, not just for us, but like in general in the, in the industry. And one is your average ticket price. Right. Okay. And yeah. I can tell that you are a very prescriptive, um, uh, or you're very prescriptive in the way that you go about things. Very, very customized to the person. So I, I think that is the best way to go about business. Too many people just come in and say, I want this. Uh, their their, their uh, esthetician says, okay, cool. They do it. And then they, they get them out the dadgum door without really helping them with what they need or educating them to what they could do. So average, average ticket price is a big one to monitor. Okay. Tracking that for, you know, like 30 days. Um, that'll give you a good, I mean, 13 weeks, again, 90 days of data is always best. It's always the best, right? But you could get a pretty good idea in 30 days of where you're at. And then seeing how you can boost that, whether it be, you know, selling some kind of over-the-counter topical, whatever it might be, or even being a little more prescriptive, like while you're doing an injection saying, hey, I noticed that you've got this color right here, or this pigmentation, we can do something about that. Or, hey, since the last time I saw you, I saw you getting a little fuzzy on your upper lip. You know, maybe we can run you under <laughs> there. Before it turns white, that's what I always say. Yeah, you know, and, and things like that. We kind of subconsciously do or consciously do, but not knowing that we're actually tracking them or doing them on purpose, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But here's my biggest thing. And, and if you could take one thing away from me today, I hope it's this. I hope it's this. And this this has served me. It has served us. It has served every client we've ever worked with. It has served every business I've ever been a part of or built or sold exponentially well. And I didn't really start succeeding depending on what your definition of success is until I started doing this. 
but it's, 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 it's a motto and I live by it to this day. And it's what gets measured gets managed. What gets measured gets managed. I am a data Make freak. Down, I know a lot of people aren't, but if you can just take a look at something and know if you're trending the right way or not, yeah. and you track enough data, again, the quality of the data that we track is more important than the quantity. However, if we can track enough in a high quality manner, we can make any fix in our business and we can hit any goal that we align with as long as we're tracking the right stuff in the right kind of duration. Um, so if there's anything you can take from this, I hope it's that. Um, but that being said, you know, don't be afraid to track too much shit in the beginning yeah. rather than not enough. You know what right. I mean? But, that, but that's one number. Average ticket price is huge. Average yeah. ticket price is huge. Another thing, I know you just got some new devices, right? Um, yes. Set a goal for those. Okay. <laughs> set a goal for those. Yes. And, and, and do everything you can to hit that goal, you know, to hit those device numbers. Uh, like another thing that's kind of outside of the, uh, the things we've been talking about are pretty internal right now, but external. I look at your content, your, your stories are fab. Yeah, they are. They're really good. I like that stuff. But another thing could be like, okay, more content. Maybe I'm posting this or having some kind of a content cadence. Maybe it's like just the tip Tuesday or, you know, maybe it's like uh, a laser hair removal Friday, you know, whatever it is, you know, things like that. And then just get really people <laughs> furry, furry Friday, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm being, you know, facetious right now but but also really like you know what i mean um but tracking how many pieces of con like i want to put out 10 pieces of content this yeah. week and then just making sure that you hit that you know the returns like especially when you're doing organic marketing like you're yeah. doing the returns aren't always like overnight right but if if, if in another big word of mine is consistency if you're consistent with that i mean and you just keep doing it that's like compounding interest you know, three months, six months, maybe you're going to notice that all of a sudden you're flooded and it's like, crap, you know, I, I have to hire somebody else or I have to turn people down and nobody wants to turn people down. Right. Well, it does make um, a big but, difference being consistent. I'll post something and then, you know, the next few weeks people will be like, oh, that, I love that post. I love that result. I'm My schedule goes crazy and then I don't have time to post anything. And then yep. I get a little low and then I post something else and then it's like goes crazy again. So I think definitely being consistent and just keeping it kind of at the same time would be a lot yeah, better. Absolutely. And, you know, you can automate your posts, you know, like you could do batch content creation and then automate them. You know, you can spend 30 minutes one day just creating cool shit and then drip them. You're going to have to make an Instagram podcast about how to do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Um, actually, that would be a, a fun episode to talk about. Like just, just, just marketing, social media marketing. We are struggling with the social media. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's a lot of the stuff that we do too and help folks with. It's just, it, you know, like you said, you said earlier, you know, when you get into it, you don't, you guys are artists. Everything you do is with your hands. You know, you create beautiful things with your hands. The business acumen, you know, marketing acumen, sales acumen. Uh, HR acumen, PR acumen, finance, admin acumen. That is the least from your, your, what you're thinking about. 
you know? Um, and then all of a sudden, again, we fuck around, we find out, and it's like, shit, I, I, have, to be good. I have to be good at all this crap. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's hard to do. I feel like um, I'm like taking a second degree half the time in business and how to, you know, how to market, how to do sales, how to yeah. take inventory, taxes, all this stuff that I didn't have to worry about when I was employed. Right. Just well, you know, so much, so many hats, so many hats. And that's, that's, that's actually how we fucked around and found out, <laughs> you know what I mean? We we're like, <laughs> we're wearing entirely to too many. Hats. Yeah. It, we're like, okay, how, how can we make this a less is more thing? Or if more has to be more right now, how can we make it more organized? So more doesn't right. feel like freaking more right. because, you know, like you said, you, you stop work, you know, you look down at the clock and you've been there 13, 14, 15, 16 hours. You're like, crap. I for, I have kids still. <laughs> They're still there. You know, you know, I've got a husband. Laundry. Yeah. My, my car's a mess. Oh man, my you, know? <laughs> you know, all that crap. Lawn needs mowed. Uh, you know, whatever it might be. Loads and loads of laundry. And it's like, holy crap. I have yeah. to go back and do all that shit now still. And, and on top of all this other crap I did, and it can just be overwhelming. So that's where we fucked around and found out and said, there's got to be a better way, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to know when to delegate different things. And I think I kind of got to the point in the business where I was feeling a little overwhelmed. And, you know, I was terrible at keeping track of, you know, what skincare products I had in stock. And if I had enough of the right stuff coming up and I was like, I need help. I need somebody to come and take this out of my mind so I can focus on the patients and taking care of them and doing what they need to do and not worrying about, you know, did I run out of cleanser? Right. And that's what, or something like that. Yeah. And that's where he's helped me to delegate because I, I was completely that way. Like, okay, I need to make sure I have this, this, and my mind would not shut off. I wouldn't sleep at night. And since, yep. I mean, we fucked around and found out cause he started off as, you know, my business coach and then, um, you know, him having me delegate certain things and has calmed, has calmed my mind where I actually can sleep. Sometimes I oversleep. <laughs> well, and that's, what's interesting is <laughs> delegation doesn't my just like, what are you doing? Dude. I, and, 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 you know, what's interesting is delegation doesn't just take place within the confines of our business. It has to happen at home too. And when I say delegation, I don't mean like just handing off chores to the kids or making sure the husband is doing everything at home and holding it down. But like, you know, we have to have almost like these scorecards, like we were talking about for your business at home. So we can maintain some kind of balance. Like, you know, did I, did I work out three times a week? Did I, did I get outside at least five, 10 times a week and get some vitamin D on my skin? So, you know, I'm feeling good. My serotonin levels are raised. My dopamine is getting enough hit, but not too much. You know, did I, did I eat healthy? Like at least 80% of the time, you know, with business, and I know this is a business podcast, but it, it, people need to understand that our businesses go as we go. And then we go as our businesses go. And we are simply connected. You know, our businesses aren't, you know, I, I tell people all the time, they're like, I just want a well-oiled machine. I'm like, well, then hire somebody else because I don't, I don't want to help you build a machine. I want a beautiful garden because it's still going to need our attention. You know, we have to play it Sebastian Bach in the background when we're not there. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we just, it, it needs to be cultivated and taken care of. But you don't want a, a, a machine for a business, you know. You want something that's a living, breathing organism. And if we're not taking yeah. care of ourselves at an 
personal level, we can't take care of our business, much less our clients. Mm -hmm. We think we are. Right. But if, 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 if I'm unhealthy, I'm not feeling good, and I'm not operating on all eight cylinders, my clients aren't right. going to get my best yeah. at all. So it, it, th those things are so important. And, and I think as, as business owners, we, we tend to forget that, you know, we forget to take yeah. care of ourselves because we're so busy yeah. putting the business and our, our, our tribe of, of clients first. It is. It's kind of like, it's like being a mom, but to a business. Yeah. It's like having a it new is. one. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. It really is. And it, it, With it, twins. Yeah. <laughs> and see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm so glad you made that reference because it made me think of a decent metaphor, you know, like we, if we can, you know, cultivate, nurture our children, you know, um, in such a way, you know, they hit all the stages properly, right? Oh, yeah. If we don't, we have kids that are eight years old still, you know, crapping their diapers and us wiping <laughs> their ass. No, I yeah. see it time and time again with the business where the business is eight, 10 yeah. years old and they're still wiping that business's ass, you know, yeah. it's because they didn't, they didn't take it through oh, the yeah. appropriate stages, that's right? It. Yeah. Because when you think of kids, you're always like, okay, by the time you're two and a half, three, you're going to be potty trained by this age, yeah. you're going to school, yeah. you know, you make certain goals based on their age and certain milestones based on their age. So why don't we do that with our businesses? You know, year one this is where we should be year two. This right. is where we should be. I like that. It so is. I'm and that's exactly it. And just like our kids, here. you have to have a plan to get them there. Right. So like, yeah. I can't just be like, well, you know, you're, you're four now you should be, you know, going potty in the, in the toilet by yourself. Like I, there are things that I have to do and certain milestones I have to hit to yeah. get them where they're sitting on the toilet and doing their business in, in the toilet right. instead of in their diaper. Yeah. Same thing with the business. It's just setting up those things, make sure, making sure that we're tracking and measuring the right stuff. But most importantly, you know, you can track, you can measure every daggum thing you want. But if you're not executing a plan to where you can hit those measurables, it doesn't matter, right? It just doesn't matter. Um, let me ask you this, and again, kind of, kind of putting you on the spot here. Um, let we're you're talking to folks that you know, are in the same industry, same, you know, position you're in. Um, some people might have teams of people working with them. Some might be solopreneurs. Some might be thinking about getting into the industry. Since you've been doing it, what is one key takeaway that you have that has really benefited you the most and served you the best? I think, well, for me, in my personal case, I think my biggest thing was getting out of my own way. I think I get, you know, when I, you know, for example, buying my first device was terrifying. I took forever and I knew I wanted it and I was researching it and researching it and I knew it was the device I wanted, but just taking the step, there was constantly going, I, I can't buy it because what if I fail? It was always, what if, what if I fail? What if, what if it doesn't go well? What if people don't like it? And as soon yeah. as I took that away, I mean, this thing doesn't turn off now. <laughs> like it just, it yeah. keeps going, it keeps going. And yeah. I more. <laughs> so and, and I think a lot of that comes with business. Once I, once I took all that away from myself and stepped in and just did it, it gave me the motivation to just continue it, to continue it, to, to help it flourish. So I think if there's people out there who are like me, just try to get out of your own way. I love that. <laughs> 
I love that. Yeah. Then again, it's like let, letting go of your own vine, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. it being so, you know, I mean, yes. let's, let's be honest, owning a business, your, your butthole is puckered 99% oh of the time. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's true. But if you can, if you can find a way to just, you know, like you've, you've done the right thing. So the right things are going to happen. Right. Being in business, what is your, what has been your biggest struggle? Um, biggest struggle. And it doesn't even have to be a struggle, maybe more of a frustration or like a dad gummit, I got to do this or whatever it might oh, be. Definitely marketing. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. So I get most of my, most of my patients by word of mouth. Um, and right. that just kind of has to do with the location I'm in, the small community. Right. So I get a lot of word of mouth, but to try to expand beyond the community and figuring out what's the best way to do that, what's the best way to reach people, what's the best way to use my funds and how much of my funds should be going to marketing, you know, what, what's right. going to be worth it and how to track, you know, I, I put up a billboard a couple months ago and I left it up and really the only people who saw it were people who were already seeing me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know that it, but, no one ever said, you "Hey, your billboard so it came in." Right, but those are like immeasurables too. Like, even though, like, usually people have to see things sixteen times before they act if they're certainly thinking about it. So that's kind of one that's kind of hard to yeah. figure out if it's anything. Yeah, but they probably have seen it, and then the more that you pop up, then they see that billboard and they see you on Instagram or whatever. You pop up in their feed. Yeah you know, yeah. and then it so on and so forth. So by that time, you know, yeah, organic marketing, and then even paid advertising, you know, like, especially physical stuff like a billboard, but you still want to know, right? So if somebody right. comes in, we always want to know, how did you find us? Yep. That's right. And that's right. Like most really of the time, it's, you know, my friend comes to you, or my sister comes to you, or so and so that I they won't come tell to you, you that they saw the billboard, though. Right. First. Right. Like, did you see it? Did you see the billboard? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, how, which one of these? Yeah. But, but again, that's, you know, that just comes down to being meticulous in your, your tracking, you know, because you right. really want to know where to lean in your efforts, you know, like, yeah. oh, well, I spent 15 grand on that, but it didn't produce shit. I, I don't want to do that again. You know, <laughs> meanwhile, I posted a story the other day and got 15, you know, people interested, like, oh, maybe we yeah. just keep doing that. And, you know, it's just, right. you don't know unless you track so right. learning how learning how to track engagement, especially on social media platforms, is so is so important and so cool. Or at least having somebody that does it for you. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, we, we've got a gal that we work with, and and she does all of that stuff for you. Now again, I used to be a, a how not who guy for my business, so I had to learn how to do all that. I ran my own ads. I, I tracked all the the analytics myself, and I learned a great deal. But uh, you get to a point where, like, that doesn't serve you anymore. It's better to just have somebody help you out with it. But yeah, again, yeah. is it worth it? So you have to track whether that investment was <laughs> worth it as well. Right. Uh, just so many things. Let me ask you this. Last thing. Uh, favorite. Hmm, favorite adult beverage. I know. I didn't hear what you said because you cut out. Favorite favorite adult beverage. Beverage. Ooh. Favorite? This is going to make me sound like a high schooler. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020? I was going to say Zima. <laughs> I, 
trying to think. I'm trying to think. I really like it, like a nice rosé. I like tequila rose. Maybe I like things that are pink. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and I work 12 hours a day. So it just doesn't get to happen very often. No, that's why it's important to know which is your favorite. So when it does, you can go to it. <laughs> if I go on a vacation to Fiji on this island for a quarter, I can have all of them. That's all the it. Pink ones. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every pink drink. <laughs> all your pink adult beverages, please. Oh, that's not going to make for a good next day. It's not going to make for a good next day at all. IV hydration. <laughs> I have a quarter. Three info. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Dr. Kylie Milton, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has just, just been an absolute pleasure. I can't think of a, fun. a, a better way to, to kick off having guests on, on yes. the Modern Day Podcast, uh, Modern Day Med Spa Podcast, than, than this with you. I have learned a great deal, and I appreciate you sharing what you've shared with us. I hope you, you were able to get something from us as well um, that you might be able to start up and paying attention to taking yeah. and using and putting it into action immediately. Um, that being said, uh, I would love to follow up with you again. Yeah. Actually, you know, I, I would love to follow up with you after the show, get some, some notes from you. Uh, if, yeah. if you don't mind, um, since you have been our first guest, I'll, I'll just reach out to you um, uh, on IG <laughs> or something and, and we'll, we'll chat, but uh I hope with with every fiber of my being, success just blossoms for you. Yeah, I really do. You're, you're you. a wonderful Thank personality. You. You're a wonderful human being. Yep. Some people aren't as cool as you. That's yeah. for damn sure. Um, that's why she's our first guest. That's why you're our first guest. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. And, and I, I would say you should be flattered because, <laughs> but but really, you should. Because after, after uh, we scheduled you, we're booked out till like, end of may now so this is kind of oh, awesome. cool this is kind of cool so, so I, I'm, I'm super stoked but I'll, I'll push somebody out of their slot for you and you want to follow up <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much if you need anything thank from us guys. please just reach out to charmaine or myself and like i said i'll follow up with you and see if i can get some some good feedback from you and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll go from there and i look forward to continue watching you crush it Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Have fun with the cabinets. Thank you.